We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. What's amazing is that they continue to push forward with their agenda like vaccine mandates even after historic losses this week. This is Ryan Wiggins, and this is Wiggins America. Yeah, we have a lot to get to this week. Of course, uh, we've covered it quite a bit on this station, but the election was a big, big deal, and we will be getting to that shortly. All the breakdown. In fact, we're going to do uh, more than just Yunkin because Yunkin and the New Jersey Governor Citarelli, sorry, not quite Governor Citarelli, Murphy, is uh, getting all the attention. But there's much more than that, and we will cover all of it here on Wiggins America. Also, just a uh, little bit of a teaser. We have some articles. I should say I have some articles at what is my brand new website. It's not really up yet, but I'm going to... I'm going to share it with you. Be kind, because this is basically the beta version. We've got it up. Wigginsamerica.com is the website. Yes, we went ahead and purchased the domain. We're going to try to do great things there. Right now, it's at probably an F. (laughs) I wouldn't give it a great grade, depending on if you open it with your phone or your browser. Your phone is probably looking okay. If you open it on a computer, it's going to be kind of a mess. But there, you can see a lot of the articles that we've been watching this week and some that I wrote this week. I'm going to open it up right now, actually, and uh, experience it along with you if you decided to pull it up on your phone as we're talking. So, WigginsAmerica.com. One of those that I did want to talk about is the American Medical Association. So, I shared this this week a couple times because it was shared with me. So, a doctor who is... In the AMA, the American Medical Association, uh, shared this through the grapevine to get to me so that I could share it with you because he's just so fed up with the generally just the politicization of everything, including the AMA, 
why is this stuff even in there? But basically, this was a, <laughs> depending on the document, because apparently they put one out publicly that was maybe a little bit different than the one that they gave privately to their their members. The one I got is a 54-page document sent to 250,000 medical professionals saying, this is how you will talk now. And just going to share a few of these things. Again, you can see the whole thing, the whole the breakdown of what I am pulling out of it. If you don't want to read the entire 54 page document, you can just read my article on it. And this is stuff that's in there, but you can also read the the document for yourself also at wigginsamerica.com. But it'll link to odyssey.com, 971talk.com. You can get the article there too. Uh, Here's, here's a few of the words they say you can't use anymore. So if you hear your doctor saying this to you or to other doctors or nurses, you'll know, oh, it's because the AMA told them that they have to do this. Disadvantaged or underserved. You can't say those anymore. Those are apparently offensive terms. You have to say historically and intentionally excluded. So you can't say underserved. You can't say disadvantaged. You have to say historically and intentionally excluded. You know where the agenda is going. You can't say equality, you have to say equity. Those are different things. Subtle, but very different things. Because they're not looking for equality anymore. They're looking for power. Fairness, you can't say that anymore. you got to say social justice. I'm not kidding. Illegal immigrant. You have to say undocumented immigrant. That's just playing along political lines. These are things, as you're hearing, most of them have absolutely nothing to do with medicine. They might have to do with a patient, But even if you're talking about a patient, they want you to use PC terms. Minority. You can't use minority anymore. You have to say historically marginalized or minoritized BIPOC. People of color, POC is what that means. B stands for black. POC is people of color. Historically marginalized. You can't say minority. You have to put a label on them that's worse. Sex or gender. You can't say those anymore. You have to say sex assigned at birth. Because we don't know what their gender is. We don't know if they've decided to change politics. You can't say slave. You have to say enslaved person. You're, you're asking the question that I'm asking. Why in the world would you ever say slave anyway? Why is the AMA getting involved in this? Well, here, I, it's all in the article, of course, but it's, it's at the bottom of the article. Here's the conclusion And this is also in the document, the 54-page or 84-page or whatever document, because they've got a couple of different ones floating around, all about equity. They, They say this is to dismantle hetero or able-bodied and Christian ways of thinking. Yes, that's in the document. That's not subtle. That's not me extrapolating from that, because we all know that that's there. They want to get rid of basically the whole structure of society the way it is. That's why when they talk about racism, they don't talk about personal racism. Either. They don't talk about, do you have racist tendencies in you anymore? They don't actually even care about that. They care about systemic racism because they want to get rid of the system. They want to replace the system that we're in with something that they're going to sell to you as better that is going to be way, way worse. In the document itself... They want to get rid of Christian ways of thinking. No joke. That's the AMA. 
And that is all at my website, and it's at 971talk.com, wigginsamerica.com. So there's a lot there. There's some other articles that we're posting, and like I said, we're, we're learning. We're figuring out how to do a website because I'm not – not exactly a uh, tech. A te- <laughs> I almost said something gross. Uh, I'm not exactly a technical person. I almost said testicle, <laughs> and I and I ended up saying it. Shame on me. Uh, it's too early for this stuff, right? So anyway, a lot more to come. Like I said, uh, we're going to break down this whole election. It's been great news this week. And again, why the Biden administration is pushing forward with an agenda that is so unpopular. I was going to say it's beyond me, but it's not. It's that they only care about power, and they're going to keep pressing. They don't care if they're losing across the board. They're going to grab as much of it on the way down as they can, and they're going to push these vaccine mandates as hard as they can. Thank God there's so many attorneys general, including Eric Schmidt from Missouri. We're pushing back on it. More to come. This is Wiggins America. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hello, hello, hello there, and welcome back to Wiggins America. So this show is, of course, called Wiggins America because my name is Ryan Wiggins, and this is my America. This is my show, and uh, this is the time when we get to talk about what America would look like under a Wiggins administration or something something to that effect. So while the show is called Wiggins America, I do a couple of segments on the Annie Fry show throughout the week, actually one pretty much every day. And then I do a hit with Mark Cox on the Mark Cox Morning Show here on 97.1, which are also called Wiggins America because I get to just share with you information or perspectives on things that you might not hear otherwise. And that's a lot of fun. And this week, I had a couple of those that I want to share with you now. Uh, We're just going to kind of play back Wiggins America segments within Wiggins America, the show. And the first one here is on Taiwan, China, and Joe Biden. Wow, Wiggins America. Almost nothing of substance really came out of that town hall, but there are little things kind of here and there, and one of those is that he was pressed a bit on Taiwan. And I've been kind of following this because there's not necessarily a big news story happening. It's just something that's unfolding that could, at the drop of a, of a hat, become a big news story. But as of right now it's not really anything but um he did say in that town hall that he would commit to defend taiwan that's kind of a big deal because usually what the white house does generally is they take kind of a yeah we support taiwan you know they just say that but they don't really go on record as saying we will militarily support taiwan well biden in his own way did say that 
I think the quote was something like, "Yes, yes, we have a commitment to do that." But he did say they would military. We we would militarily support Taiwan, and I've been doing a little bit of history on this. Apparently, the two countries were one country up until 1949. Yes, and they've split, become two completely different countries since then, and so it's always been this weird relationship. But not in China's eyes. <clears throat> But right. not in China's eyes is correct. Right. So China views Taiwan as a province, province, providence in rebellion. Yes. And this all happened back with the Maoist revolution. And this is where the nationalist Taiwan is where the nationalist um, Chinese government ended up. Yes. And it has its own. Com- it has a completely separate government, though. And they have always said that they are independent. And then in 1979, under the Carter administration, we uh, declared that we would support Taiwan. And so we have this, this 1979 agreement with Taiwan called the Taiwan Relations Act that allows us to constantly, up until even now, support them with artillery, basically. And we still are doing that. Here's the news item, though. Last week, apparently, it wasn't just Biden saying something on the public stage and nobody knowing whether or not he knew what he was saying or not. But the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, actually has now been calling on countries to support Taiwan's participation in the U.N., that's a big change. That's a real big deal. That is a big deal. It's not really being talked about, but this is the kind of thing that China, this is a top priority for China. So there's a lot of things that China, you know, wants to do. This one, I would say, is maybe number one or two on the list for China. So throwing this dark kind of, throwing the sand in their face, that is a policy decision that we are now making as a government. Whether it's right or not, I don't know. Biden has a very, very bad track record on international relations and foreign relations. But this looks like what you have to do in this situation. So, like, Taiwan's just this tiny island in, in the South China Sea. Do you know why it's so important, though? I mean, aside from China's blustering about it, no. I'm so, South China Sea and all that. Taiwan is one of the world's largest product producers of those microchips that oh, you know you yes, know the microchips yes, that we yes, can't get to make yes, cars yes those are made in taiwan it's like them and and north or i'm sorry them and south korea are like the two biggest producers of those things and if we don't protect that then they will be part of china and then china will control that as well now china's wanted them forever and a day yeah but this is an economic reason to protect them protect them and it's a big deal right Right. So that's that's kind of where we are right now. We do apparently, I mean, everybody's saying apparently we do have forces on the ground there. And I don't think that's new news. I think that has been happening, but we don't talk about it much. So I do believe that that's still the case. But this is just one of those that I'm, I'm saying, let's put it on the radar because tomorrow it could become a big deal. Let's hope it doesn't. It could become a hot war tomorrow. Yes. Like Because I know China's been flying jets into Taiwan. They're pushing. Yeah, yeah. Taiwan airspace. They after uh, Afghanistan, they talked about how the United States isn't going to come and save you. Look what they did to Afghanistan. It's just all sorts of things. Yes, exactly. So that's from Monday of this week. And uh, this is, of course, Wiggins America. And that's the Wiggins America segment from the Annie Fry show. Again, that was the first one. It was on Taiwan. But I also gave an update on Racine County, Wisconsin and the absolute not speculative, but absolute election fraud that took place throughout the entire state of Wisconsin. I hinted at this a little bit last week on this show, but it really has broken now, and there's more to this. So let me catch you up from this segment on the Andy Fry Show this week, and then I'll give you an update. Wiggins America, News Weekly Audience. 
because we're talking about Racing County, Wisconsin, and the Wisconsin Elections Commission. So this has been going on for about a week. This broke last week, but I've been kind of waiting because there's been a lot more to this story than just the initial. Um, but can I, I ask? Yeah, can go I ahead. Ask you, can I ask you a preface question before yes, you dive into this? You can. Is this 2020 election fraud? Yes. Is this new information? Yes. So this is not like you talking about something that happened in 2020 and someone's like sitting in their study at home with a cigar and a pipe and being like, back in 2020. And like, this is a new development in this process, right? Yeah, I'm not I'm not repeating any information. This is new, a new development and it has to do with, with Wisconsin, which has been doing mm-hmm. some audits, but it's actually not even related to that. Okay, let's hear it. So this is the Wisconsin Election Commission. Uh, they have now, it's been determined without a shadow of a doubt they illegally directed municipalities across the entire state of wisconsin so this affects the whole state not to use what's called the special voting deputy process for nursing home patients or service residents in care facilities of any kind so let me break down what that means so if you have somebody in a nursing home normally the process in wisconsin is that you have a special voting deputy that is a a nonpartisan person that goes in as kind of a third party to witness that person casting their vote with their municipality, whether that be vote in by mail, you know, whatever it is, there's a third party person there to make sure that you don't have somebody from the city going in and just saying, oh, you want to vote for Biden? Okay, I'm just going to mark it for Biden and then walking away. That is exactly what happened throughout the entire state of Wisconsin in 2020 and it was directed to happen by the wisconsin election commission to everybody in the state that is highly highly illegal and the reason why this is such a big deal is because they say this could have affected up to fifty thousand to a hundred thousand votes they don't know i don't know which way they would have gone if that many of them would have been fraudulent but all of them were without this special voting deputy there. So there's no way to determine if this is actually the votes that were trying to be cast in the nursing homes. The development is Racine County, Wisconsin, which on a map, if you want to know where that is, remember Kenosha and all the news that was happening there over the summer, which is right above Chicago, like right above the Illinois line there, right between there and Milwaukee. It's on the water. It's it's on the water. That's right. It's it's right between Milwaukee and the the Illinois border is Racine County. So it's it's technically a suburb of Milwaukee, but it's actually close enough to Chicago to almost be a suburb of of Chicago, like Kenosha kind of is almost. Um, so that's where this is. The, the The sheriff of Racine County has come out and give a press pre, given a press release and said this is completely illegal, and they are going to be looking at criminal charges. Hmm for the people who ran this thing in, at least in their county. So because the Wisconsin Election Commission is bigger than just Racine County, this is becoming a bigger story, a statewide story. And so you have a lot of people saying, well, this could, you know, I mean, the far end would say this could invalidate the election, but we don't know what's going to happen because it took one sheriff saying we've, and there's the receipts. That's the thing about this. It's not, up to question. There is 100% proof that the WEC, the Wisconsin Election Commission, instructed people across the state to break the law, and they knew they were breaking the law, and they said, do it anyway. Like, there is, it is cut and dry. 
no doubt that they were doing this fraudulently. Fraud. It's this ju- is the definition yes. of fraud. Not accidental. Yes. Not not uh, circumstantial that something aligned with something else. Purposeful fraud. Right. The question, of course, will become, well, how many of these votes were against the person's wishes? How to find that out? I don't know that we will know. But Wisconsin, as you probably know, was won by Biden by about 20,000 votes. Yeah, well, if, it was super close. Exactly. I mean, if, if, if there were, you know, initially when people were like Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin was one of those states. And if and if there was something that was indicated that was a consistency between any of those states, Wisconsin would have been looked at, too. Yes. In, in the same capacity. Yeah. I mean, those three states right there, Wisconsin, Arizona, Georgia, there's roughly about 40,000 to 45,000 votes that, that decided the presidential election right there with those three states. Pennsylvania is also included in those, but it was a little bit wider margin. But those three states, very, very close. And so you, when you hear something like this, there starts to be calls of decertification. We get into all these constitutional issues. Well, what does that even mean? Because if people take back their votes and all this stuff. So I don't actually know where all this goes. But this is apparently, and I wanted to report on this particular issue, because since this happened, which was last week, the sheriff had this press conference last week, 75 minutes, he outlined it. It was really incredible, the detail that he went into. This is, I hesitate to use the term tip of the iceberg stuff, but since he's started to press on this, and the rest of the state is too, and now the legislature's getting involved, there's other little things that are starting to leak out that people are saying, yeah, there's also this. Yes, and there's also this. And the Republican Party of Wisconsin is doing investigations, and they're starting to put little things out. Some of this I haven't confirmed yet, and so I don't want to report on it yet, but this Racing County, Wisconsin stuff is 100% true. It is a huge problem, and we're only beginning to see this. We're going to see this continue in the weeks to come. Where it goes, I don't know, but it's a big deal. And... The Racing Bells won the game at the end of League of Their Own. Dottie let him win. Dottie, that's the big question. Did Dottie let Kit win? Or did Kit beat Dottie? That's not a question. Dottie let her win. (laughs) We can fight about that That sounds like fraud to me. Uh, Yeah, no kidding. All right, so that's the segment. So let let me give you a little bit of an update now that we're live and listening live. Um, I'm following this, and I again, the Racing County stuff about the Wisconsin Elections Commission— that's set in stone. There's not a doubt that those people broke the law, knowingly broke the law, as I said, and admitted that they did. And now they're going to say, oh, this is all politics. But there's a paper trail a mile long on this. So this is not going away. What this is uncovering, though, is a little bit deeper. And again, I'm still looking into this. So don't take this as 100% fact. It's just... I've seen it. I've seen it enough to think there's something to it, that there are people doing investigations into votes in Wisconsin, because like we said, 20,000 votes, very, very, very slim margin for anybody to win. In this case, it was Joe Biden. Um, There are reports right now that there are more than 20,000 votes throughout the state that have the exact same phone number and the exact same date of birth which is like January 1st, 1918. Again, waiting for more confirmation and detail on what that is. On its surface, it sounds like that's at least 20,000 fake votes. I mean, purely fake votes. 
But we're waiting to see more on this because I don't want to just take some random report and run with it. I want to tell you where it's at in the process and where that one is, is still looking into it. So stick around more on all of these topics to come. We're here in the six o'clock hour. We'll be here till eight. This is Wiggins America coming up on seven o'clock here on Wiggins America. Thanks for being here this morning. And thank you for uh, being here too, Trisha Siegman. Hey, good morning. Hey, thanks for joining me. Uh, this is going to be a unique segment because normally I come in and I have things that I want to run past you right. and get your reaction. Mm-hmm. Today, it's the opposite. So I don't even know what we're talking about. Take it away. Okay. We are going to turn our attention to, whoa. You're playing the ad on your phone. Hold on. I, I kind of want to set it up here. So um, this is probably not new to most of our audience. Uh, new Jersey truck driver Edward Durr is... Uh, He defeated a long-sitting state senator in New Jersey, and Edward Durr is a truck driver. He's a conservative. He spent exactly $156 on his campaign. Yes. So let's— This is an amazing story. Right, and that's kind of what I want to talk to you about. So let's hear a little bit of his campaign ad. My name is Edward Durr. I'm running for New Jersey State Senate. I've lived here all my life, raising my three kids. In 2020, my opponent sat by and watched as Governor Murphy forced nursing homes to take in COVID-19 patients, resulting in the death of over 8,000 of our seniors. He remained silent as Governor Murphy, with his lockdown and mandates, forced the closing of over one-third of our small businesses, costing New Jersey family thousands of jobs. He has done nothing as seven out of every ten moves are leaving the state, placing a heavier burden on those of us who remain. So you get the point, right? Well, hang on a second now. How does he spend $156 and have an ad? That's a great question. But according to finance report, campaign finance reporting, that's how much he spent. So if he spent $156 on that ad, I can't see it, but I'm imagining it probably didn't look great. <laughs> well, and now I'm. this has just been updated. It's $153. On his campaign. Oh, so so it's three dollars. I was I overshot it by three bucks. Okay. (laughs) All right. So the AP has officially called a state senate race in Southern New Jersey in favor of Republican candidate and commercial truck driver Edward Durr, who spent only one hundred and fifty three dollars on his primary campaign. So a friend made an ad for him, probably. Correct, and it's nice. I mean, Mm -hmm. and if you hear what he's saying, you agree with it, right? So here's my question to you: Given the success. And the term, the first the first term, maybe the only term of President Trump, do you think that being a political outsider is an advantage, just point blank, if it's your own party? I, I'll go beyond just my own party and say right now, yes. And not just because of optics. I would actually prefer somebody who's not plugged into the system like this guy. And it doesn't have to be a truck drive. It doesn't have to be like Mr. Blue Collar America. That's great. Mm -hmm. But anybody who's made their living outside of politics, who then gets into politics, is not beholden to anyone. Now, this guy, that's going to change for him because all of a sudden he's getting all this attention. He's going to have the national GOP, at least the New Jersey GOP, if they weren't already aware of him, which it sounds like almost nobody was. Uh, they're going to be now because he's not just because he's a national figure, at least for the for the moment. 
but because he won a race on nothing. So they're going to look at that and go, well, how do we replicate that? And how do we talk to this mm-hmm. guy? How do we push this guy? So money is going to start coming at this guy. More than $153. More than yep. more than his salary. Like, so let's say he made fifty grand a year driving a truck. Mm-hmm. He's now going to make more than that as a politician. That's just a fact. And he, But he's going into it with no experience, yes. right? Just like President Trump had no experience as a politician, which is something that was the reason why th- that he was elected. Fortunately for his supporters, he was a smart businessman. I don't know Edward Durr. He may be a brilliant businessman. He may be a good deal maker. We know he's got a buddy that makes good campaign ads. Does he have any qualifications that make him suitable to make decisions for the people? And so I'm thinking about I'm thinking about this last night. I'm thinking about AOC was a bartender, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing. Like AOC was a bartender and she couldn't afford her rent and she couldn't have two houses. And now things are different. I mean, it is a good story. It's a great I'll story. Give it, that. it is. And this guy has a great story. Does that a great leader make? And should we be concerned about that direction? Because I know that like for so I mean, for a long time now, we've been trying to push the establishment out. But is there maybe something to be said for a little bit of experience or at least surrounding yourself with the right people? Well, yeah. <clears throat> in in years past, I would have said that I actually preferred experience, especially a governor. Like for president, I would rather see a governor become a president than a senator, sure. for instance, because a governor has actually run a an entire territory state. and yeah and and has seen all of the ins and outs of how to do that. It's it's cl- as close to being a president as you can get. Uh, so that's one of the reasons I like George W. Bush going into 2000. I, yes, I actually did vote, barely was able to vote in that election. And the experience necessary, especially as a governor of a state like California or Texas, politics aside, you've run a big economy already. So that's a good thing. <clears throat> Nowadays, though, the, the, what we refer to as the deep state or the unelected government is a sort of a, a sort of more palatable way to put it to somebody who's not into the deep state stuff. But they're the same thing. It's this whole group of government officials and agencies and whoever's that basically run the United States. I mean, these people are the people who are running everything. I like, and I'm specifically talking about president, so I'm getting away for a little bit from your point. Yeah. Well, and this is a but, bouncing off point, too, because yeah. I'm sure that Mr. Durr is going to make a great leader. I, you know, I no, think I don't, it is, it's I, a great but, story for the conservative movement. I don't know that he will. I mean, maybe but he, he might not. He yeah, might right. not. I mean, I, AOC you know. doesn't know what she's doing. She's no. good at politicking. I'll mm-hmm. give her that. Um, but back to the, the president thing. Yeah. I would much rather have. And I think that's one of the reasons going into 2024 that while I love DeSantis, and he is exactly what I just said, the governor of a big state, runs an economy, knows how to get things done, knows how to push back where, where necessary, and, and you know have leadership around him that gets things done too. But I like somebody who comes in completely fresh because while DeSantis, I trust the guy. And really, all we talk about in 2024 is either Trump or DeSantis, right? Right. I mean, those are the two guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, there, it mm-hmm. could be somebody else that we don't know, we don't expect. But it depends on if they blow themselves up or each yeah. other up beforehand. We'll but see that's what the one reason that I keep coming back to Trump for 2024 is that the guy owes nobody anything. True. I mean, he hires people and he pays them and people have said, well, he didn't pay his bills and whatever. I mean, that's that's running a business. That's running a huge empire like he has. And you can criticize the way he does business or whatever you want. And people have done it to the T. But 
the fact is the guy made all of his money outside of politics and he made a lot of money outside of politics and is actually richer now from just his social media website that he's launching the, going into 2024, the guy wouldn't have to take a dime for any from anybody, so he doesn't have to bow to people like Ronald McDaniel from the RNC. He doesn't need the RNC. He'll use them because mm-hmm. they've got money and resources, and if the, if he's the guy, they're going to support him. But DeSantis does need that. DeSantis isn't independently wealthy. So he can be swayed more easily, well, in theory. Well, theoretically, if, yes. somebody who isn't... To, I mean, he, Trump is tied to no one mm-hmm. unless he chooses to tie himself Which, to them. But Trump is a unique candidate in that because he has the money on his own. He's mm-hmm. independently wealthy. He can he can stand to say F this or F you or screw this and use those exact words on cable, cable television and suffer in his mind no consequence where somebody else does have donors that they're beholden to, mm-hmm. but also to some extent they have the American people that they're beholden to. And I think that part of the problem for a lot of Trump voters was that line between Trump voter and Trump supporter because he his refusal to play the politics game at all. Like his he just wasn't playing it. And mm-hmm. that made him an effective getter dunner, but it also it in a lot of ways could have possibly cost him the election. And a second term, which ultimately led well, we'll to, see. I mean, right? What do you mean? We'll see in twenty twenty four. Well, if he gets another one, but yeah. we've had four years of this nonsense now with a president yes. that is the establishment. Like, I don't know. There just may be a happy medium here. I don't. I I'm concerned that I think it's one of the great things about our country, but I don't know that like every Joe Schmo should be well yeah, elected. Let's, let's put president aside for yes. a second and just go back to your question about Durr. Mm-hmm. Because that's where you usually see somebody coming in who's completely inexperienced, mm-hmm. is not at the presidential level. It's, it's very rare that that happens. But with Durr or with AOC or any of these people who come in, I like the outsider thing regardless. Because while it may not be the federal government, in this, state, in this case it's the New Jersey state government. But let's say it's Missouri or let's say it's Illinois and somebody around here. Somebody who comes in who has not been in poli- in like political office, we'll say, because I don't care if they've had a political leaning, like if they're a businessman who's been donating to somebody for a while or something like that, or like somebody from the radio station who, you know, we talk to politicians, so we're technically like in politics, Mm -hmm. but we're not in office. So it's people who are outside of office going into office. I like them the most. Well, Mike Pence started as a radio broadcaster, yeah, right? And example. he made a great politician because he could do both, right? He could work on behalf of the people. He could identify with the people, but he also understood the level of composure it takes to play the yeah. game, basically. And he was a smart, is a smart man. Yes. On the other hand, you have people like Cory Bush, who is our, our congressional representative in this area, who appears to have had no experience in anything, who's gotten in a position where she is has the an audience of very powerful people, and she's saying things that are completely nonsensical. Yeah. And that is a risk you run when you elect people based on feelings and stories. And politicians, people who've been basically in government work their whole life. If you've True. been yes, working... that could go either way, I guess, right? Yeah. Like... Well, and I'm not saying per party or anything. I'm saying if you've been in government work your whole life, you probably have been even without attempting to be. Not that these are like like Biden. He's been in office at some level, 
for his entire career. I don't know that he's ever actually had a real job. If you've never had to survive on your own and work in the private sector and figure out what it takes to either build something for yourself or work for other people with other people outside of a government con- you know, uh, context, you're just going to be missing something because the majority of people you're trying to connect with have never done what you've done. And that's not necessarily those people's fault, but ultimately it's on them. I mean, I can't change the fact that they've done that. Mm -hmm. And therefore they, to me, are weaker candidates for that and weaker leaders. So when somebody comes in, who's either been a worker their whole life or most of the time, what you find is somebody who's had success in the private sector for their whole life because they're not necessarily independently wealthy. They can be, or they're independently successful because wealth can be, you can say whatever you want about wealth. Some people think wealth is uh, six figures. Some people think wealth is 10 figures, you know, so that doesn't really mean anything. But if you're able to fund your own campaign, that's one kind of wealth. If you're able to be somebody who said, look, I've had success in the business world. That's a different kind of wealth, but all of them are experience that I think is very important going into government. True. I, Yes. I guess ultimately the answer is somewhere in between is my opinion, but I just don't know. You like somebody that has the connections and understands government structure enough to get it done. Yes. But not somebody who's only been in government. Right. And I think that's unreasonable. And yes, just any, uh, yeah, yes, I just, I just don't want any more AOCs. Well, that's, I mean, that's... On either side. To cap off the segment as we get close to the top of the hour here, that's kind of the point of what you're saying is that it really is the individual. Because I'm sure there are some people who've been in government work their whole life who are actually pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. And I think Jason Chaffetz might be one of those guys. You know, he was just at the Vitae event that we went to a couple weeks ago. He described his his upbringing, (laughs) his political upbringing, through Salt Lake City basically being like the chief of staff of the mayor and stuff. It didn't sound like he had had a lot of experience outside of government, which means that, and he's a, he's a good politician. He's I mean, smart. I think he he's is. got the people in mind and yeah, you meet him and you're like, this guy's comfortable and, and he, he knows what's best for people who work. So it's all dependent on the individual and really the ideology, right? It always, <laughs> it's always going to come down it's to that. If you like him or not. And that's what, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I am personally, I look at this, this Durr story, and I think, wow, that's great. And then I think, hmm, I just, I just took a step back and thought, is how different is a truck driver from a bartender as far as like having people that represent us, and is that a good thing or a bad thing? And I just wanted your opinion. It's so, all dependent on the individual. Thank you for sharing your opinion with me on your own show. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Anytime. Yeah, stick around. We've got more coming up in the seven o'clock hour, including, yeah, we're gonna solve some. <clears throat> excuse me, we're gonna solve some world issues for sure, just like we were just now. But at the end of the hour, we're going to solve, I would what consider to be a little bit smaller world issue. That is how to beat a claw grab game. Is that at this time, in the 7 o'clock hour, we got an expert coming in. Stick around for that. It's Wiggins America, 97.1 FM. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.